0: So if you are on a mission to create generational change and you want to make a lot of money doing it, welcome to the Latinas Booked Out Podcast. What is up, y'all? Welcome back to the Latinas Booked Out Podcast. I'm so grateful you're back. I am very excited about today's episode. I feel like I say that every single week, but I am really excited because I have a very special guest on the show. But before that, I wanted to update you guys a little bit on my life and what's going on. There has been so much movement in my life in the last couple months since the beginning of the year that I don't know, I've I've literally just... Been taking it all in, lots of blessings. We sold our house, which I think I've mentioned before, but even more exciting, um, we decided to buy another house, and it really is a beautiful home. Look, the last two years, my husband and I, we moved to the Los Angeles area. I'm from the Bay Area, and that's about like, I don't know, five, six, six ish hours apart. And both of these in California. and But the last two years, we moved down here for a couple reasons. One, for my husband's job. And when we did move down here, we also decided, I also decided with my husband that I would leave my job, my six-figure beautiful salary with like such comfy benefits. And like, I'm telling you, this job was so comfortable. (laughs) Um, But we decided that like this was the time to leave my job and go for... I'll go all in in my business and I wasn't making a lot of money at all at that time. I was really just going off of what I thought was possible and doing my best and crossing my fingers and praying to God that like I was the person who was capable of what I wanted to do. And in the last 2 years, I've really proved that to myself and it and meanwhile in the background We've sacrificed so much. Look, we left a beautiful home in the Bay Area that we also worked really hard to renovate. And my husband and I put like our blood, sweat, and tears into that house. We basically renovated it ourselves. We lived in that home for five years and it was really beautiful and spacious and just gorgeous in, in Oakland where we love that city. So moving down here, we've been living in apartments and really small houses, and we've been in a small house for a while, and we've just sacrificed being comfortable, but we always did it with the intention of like, we know what we're doing, this is just a really short sacrifice, so my husband could build his career, and I could build my business. And we've been here for two years, and now everything's really come into fruition, and we just bought a house, and I'm just so excited. And look. I, the reason I wanted to mention this is because there are going to be times in your life over and over and over again. May I add, like, I remember even making this sacrifice thinking like, really, I have to do this again. I feel like I'm always sacrificing, always like have to sacrifice for the next level. And look, maybe not everyone has to sacrifice for the next level, but I feel like my, my husband and I were a really, really solid team, and we communicate really well about what we want in our life and for our life and our business and career and all of that. And I feel like our willingness to put our ego aside, sacrifice whatever we need to sacrifice in that moment to grow and have a lot of growth, whatever that looks like, get very uncomfortable, whatever that looks like. I remember making these decisions two years ago thinking like, I don't really care where we live, but I'm going to treat it like I'm still, I'm still going to be happy because I'm going to be with my son and my husband and I'm going to make that my home. And I'm going to do my best to make myself happy wherever we are. And I let go of a lot of space of a beautiful view in our old house in Oakland and just all the sacrifices have always benefited us tenfold. So if you're in a place where you are like feeling something like, when is my time going to come? Like, M, is, is this going to happen? Like, I always feel like, like I always want to be further than I really am. I just want you to be willing to do the things you need to do to be uncomfortable so you can get where you want to get. I'm telling you, we have done this in our life multiple times. Like I remember everyone was telling us when we first bought our our original, our first home, our first like single family home. Everyone was like, you should buy something that's not a fixer upper. People were really like not for us buying a fixer. They're like, You're crazy. Why would you do that? And we bought this like really ugly, stinky <laughs> house, and we put like we sacrificed for, it felt like about two years. Um, and we did a lot of it ourselves and we just sacrificed, We sacrificed family parties. We sacrificed lots of spending money. We sacrificed dinners and fun, you know, a whole bunch of fun stuff, but it always comes back tenfold. And when we did this sacrificing, like every time you just decide to like really bet on yourself and bet on your future and do what you got to do to get there i promise you it'll come back tenfold and i feel like we're we're finally like getting the fruit of all of our labor in the last two years and it's it's just a, it's such a blessing so anyways if this if some someone needed to hear this let me know dm me on instagram and be like i needed to hear that <laughs> Um, but I wanted to share that with you because one, I was excited, but two, it's, you know, they're going to be highs and they're going to be lows. And when you are in the lows, you kind of got to endure it. And when you're the highs, you got to celebrate it and just find all the good stuff in it. So I hope someone needed that today. And I also wanted to mention that if you've listened to this podcast and you enjoy it, you learn from it, you go in your own business, make money using some of the things that I've shared, please, please, please do me a favor and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. If you listen on Apple Podcasts, and if you don't, it would mean so much to me if you can share it on your Instagram stories, you can find me at Cat Del Carmen, C-A-T-D-E-L-C-A-R-M-E-N. I would deeply, deeply appreciate it. Okay, finally, let's get into this freaking episode because it's such a good episode. So today I am talking with Rita Soledad Fernandez Paulino, AKA Soledad from Wealth Para Todos. <laughs> if you follow Wealth Para Todos on Instagram, then you know Soledad. She is an incredible content creator. She has a huge heart for her community and she's also a blessing of a client that I've gotten to work with in the past, I think 5 months, 4 to 4 to 6 months something like that. And um I am so excited to have her on the podcast. She is a former math teacher turned personal finance educator and coach. She really became the CFO of her family. And by doing that, she used zero-based budgeting to pay off 23K in student loans, saved for a six-month emergency fund, maxed out her and her husband's IRAs, 401Ks, and started an early retirement plan. And I know this is what she does with her clients. She is dedicated to helping people in BIPOC and LGBTQ communities really get their finances together and build whatever they want to build to make their freaking dreams come true. This woman is, I mean, if you follow her on Instagram, which all of you should, you can see her passion for her community, but she is such a generous person with all the information that she shares. And she's also killing it in her business. And I wanted to have her on the show because I've been able to see this journey of her growing into growing her business and so much happens behind the scenes and she's she's personally gone through so many ups and downs while she's created so much revenue in her business and I really wanted to share her perspective. So on today's episode, we're going to talk about quite a few things, but one of the things we talk about is The learning how to say no. So Soledad was a person who... And she is a person who, she has a lot of people knock on her door, email her to to work with them. And one of the first things we worked on while we worked together was learning how to say no, learning how to decide which opportunities are worth your time when you're trying to build your business. And then we also talk about the addiction to busyness. She is such a leader when it comes to practicing how to not just do things for the sake of doing them in your business and really learning how to live your life while you grow this business. And we've worked on that a lot together. You're going to hear more about it on the show. When we talk about so, so much more, trust me, this woman has created tens of thousands of dollars in just the few months that I've worked with her and she, she just has a lot to share. So if you want to make tens of thousands of dollars (laughs) while really elevating your community, listen to this episode. All right, we're going to get started and let's do this. Welcome, Soledad. I am so happy you are here. I've been wanting you on the show for so, so long. Um, I mean, I'll let you do an introduction for yourself, but I just really believe in what you do. And also, I since working with you, I've just had such a pleasure watching you grow in, in very different ways. And I want to share that with with our audience, because I feel like so many of my clients, and I'm sure your clients too, can benefit from like learning how to create these business boundaries that you've been able to create. Um, So yeah, let's just start. You tell us a little bit about yourself, about your business, about who you help. Tell us all the things.
1: Yeah. Okay. First, I also want to tell everybody. Hi, everybody. I'm Soledad. I am a longtime listener of this podcast and I like to think that I manifested this moment that I'm having right now because about a year ago, I even DM'd Kat saying I wanted to be on the podcast and she kind of never responded to that. (laughs) What did I say? (laughs) You never responded. It was probably what like it said red, but you know, life happens. (laughs) Oh
0: my God. Okay. First of all, I I try not to be like that. Like I will answer people. Um, I I probably read it and was like,
1: I also know what it's like to see something and, and then you get distracted in the moment like a kid calls you or something and all of a sudden you forgot and then the message gets lost. But for everyone here just know like I totally believe if you want something it will happen con tiempo and this this recording is proof of that. I am Soledad, a financial educator and coach. I work with Black, Indigenous, people of color, women, and LGBTQ folk to create a financial plan so they could retire early. I want us all working because we want to, not because we have to.
0: I love it. Okay, let's get into it. I want you to paint a picture of what your business looked like before we started working together. Not only like literally what it looked like, but like where was your mind? Like how are you thinking about your business before um, we started working together, before you kind of shifted your business a little bit? Um, Tell us about that. Like what did it look like? Where were you at? And then we'll get into like the incredible things that you've adopted.
1: It's a little scary, everybody, going back to my pre-cat days. But (laughs) um, Here we go. Here we go um cue like scary haunted music um because (laughs) let's see in 2020 I started wealth para todos just because I needed a community of people who were willing to talk dinero conmigo um at that time my friends I had become debt free I was starting to save an emergency fund but I didn't have anybody in my life who wanted to talk dinero and I knew if I was going to build financial security and financial stability I needed community I knew that about myself. So I started Wealth Para Todos just for a community for myself. By 2021, I had, no, even in 2020, people were reaching out to me and saying like, hey, teach me how to budget. Teach me how to do this. And I was a stay-at-home parent at that time. And I just felt like, Well, I don't have the certifications you know like I I went to school I got a master's in math education I'm not a financial coach I was all self-taught so I had a lot of insecurities about being self-taught and just like my own experience so I was coaching people for free because I felt like I couldn't charge them because I didn't have certain certifications and I did that all of 2020 And then I started like coaching people on a donation basis. And I remember when clients started paying me, like, you know, I talked to them for an hour and they would give me $150. And I was like, oh my goodness, I'm going to be rich. Um, (laughs) And I was really excited about that. But again, I thought of everything I was doing in terms of one-on-one financial coaching as a side hustle, because through my platform, What Para Todos on Instagram, I started getting a lot of speaking engagements and that's where I was really making like, more money. I focused on just creating like my content. I just thought of it as like, I'm teaching, I'm just teaching everybody what I know. And then I would do some workshops. So by September, I had turned 35. And I was just like, I need to make a decision about where I'm going with this, because I love what I'm doing, but I'm not making money. I'm paying for childcare $2,400 a month. And I'm, I think like that first year, like from January, 2021 to, to September, like I had probably made like, like $30,000 and, but none of it was enough for me to pay myself. Right. Like, I just felt like it was all going back in, um, into like kind of just savings for the business. Um, I did, I wasn't really sure what that money was going to go until I started working with you and this is the happy part cue the happy music because (laughs) at this point I made a decision that I was gonna focus on really having a business and I knew that I needed a business coach and I'd been listening to your content forever so I knew like if I was gonna do it it was gonna be with you and I was ready. And that already was a big decision. I remember like my best friend and my husband being like, you're crazy. You're going to pay $10,000 to work with a business coach. Like that's so crazy. But also it's like, it was never an investment that they had had to make themselves. It was not something that was necessary for them. So I think for them, it was just like, it was so wild. And for me, it was like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to commit for one year. That's what I had in my head. I was just like, I'm just going to try this for one year, which is wild because now I see myself doing this for years. And I can think about our coaching sessions where in the beginning you were trying to have me create like a three-year plan. And I was like, I can't think that far. I can't think that far. And now it's it's easy, right? So, and then like, of course, like as soon as I I, I booked with Kat within immediately, like I made $12,000 like I made my money back within, within three weeks.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Cause we, cause I always challenge my clients to make their money back before we start working together. Um, and you definitely did. I was like, damn, okay. That was quick. Okay. Really quickly. I want to hone in on, so you were, you saw your business as a side hustle. You were working with clients, um, like one-on-one here and there, but you you mentioned a couple ways you were actually getting that income. Like you said you made $30,000 from January to September. What ways were you doing that? I just want to paint a picture of like, especially oh, yeah. for, for content creators um, or people who are building a community who are making money from a, a whole bunch of different ways. I want to just pick your brain, that. and like how were you making money in those ways? Like what were all the options and types of businesses who are paying you.
1: Right. So a lot of it was speaking engagements in terms of like hosting workshops for colleges, universities, for companies. And, you know, what was hard about that is with each person who reaches out to you, you are then responding an email back and forth talking about like, what is it that they want? I was doing, you know, a tailored workshop for each company and, which that's a mistake. I should have just had like a general thing, but I was you know, yeah. making it very, very, um, wanted to do well. Yeah, yeah. For everybody. To to people. Um, and so then you're going back and forth in emails in terms of deciding a price, doing the dates, then you're signing, you know, um, forms want it's a, like a W nine form so that they could like pay you. And then you're waiting like months after your speaking engagement to actually get the money. So that was like a lot for me to go through, and I mean, in 2021, I have so many 1099s because of all these various speaking engagements. I also wrote articles, and again, any engagement, you know, anytime you're working with somebody different, that requires more, you know, providing people your social security number, uh, you know, and filling yeah. out these forms, and that was that was a lot. It was, it was time consuming, and so what I loved was when I got to work with clients. And that's when people would just reach out to me. And again, it was mostly donation based. Eventually I did do like these, um, like ask me anything sessions for 30 minutes or an hour. And it was great, but also I always felt like, are they are they doing what I told them to do? And, and sometimes months later, three months later, they would be like, oh, I did this, now can we meet again? And I was like, okay, we, I am getting the progress. But it wasn't. Um, it's not like one-on-one coaching when now, where I'm working with them and they're they're taking action like within weeks and just doing things a lot faster.
0: Yeah. that is so good. So you talked about workshops and articles and speaking engagements, and I mean, and even since then, you've had so many people reach out to you because you are a person who. Let me just. Oh, and affiliate affiliates stuff. Affiliates, yeah. There's and just really a lot. Like
1: paid, um, like posts like sponsored, like posts and stories. Yes.
0: (laughs) And look, look, and I think this is really relevant to people who are content creators, right? Like people who create content and are building some type of community online. Like this is totally, totally, this will look familiar to you if that, if that's you. Um, And it's not like anything's wrong with this stuff. Let me just be clear. Like, there are some people that do business this way and like they continue to do it and they do really well, right? So, we're not knocking this stuff, but it's not the only way, right? Like, and that's my whole stance in my business is like, I know that the people I work with, they really care about their community. Like, we really care about the people that we're serving. And, one, like coaching for me really opened my eyes on like what's possible in terms of like what your clients can create when they have a support person, right? Like I've learned that for myself. When I have a support person, when I am in community and I know I have support for my business, it's really incredible. Like the domino effect of what a a really taking your business seriously can do. So I just want to be clear on that. So Now let's talk about creating those business boundaries and learning to say no. Because I know in the beginning of our time together, it was really hard for you. Because I challenged you of like, okay, well, let's just... and, And if you listen to this podcast, you know one of my values in my business is really simplifying. I personally see simplification and keeping your business very simple. I personally see it as like your own personal revolution because... For me, the way I thought about business is that it had to look a certain way. I had to like hustle and grind and like it had to be perfect and like everything had all the dots had to be dotted and all the T's had to be crossed. But what I've learned is like you can actually build a really sustainable business keeping things incredibly simple and learning how to manage it by restraining all the things we think we need to do. So with you, Let's talk about how that worked because we had so many conversations about this. Like from your point of view, when we had these conversations about all all the things that were taking your energy, right? Because what, what, what it really was is you came to me, you're like, okay, I want to have my business. I want to do this. And I'm like, okay, cool. Let's talk about all the things you're making money off of. Let's talk about what, you like, right? Like, what do you enjoy doing out of all of those things? And what do you want to continue doing? And what are you going to cross off? Now, that's easy to just say for me, right? Because I don't have a whole bunch of people knocking on my door for all these things. For you, how did you, how did you, how were you able to go from having a really hard time saying no to these people and these businesses to now? it seems like you have a very clear boundary on like what you will do and what you won't do. How did that, how was that progression? Like, how did that work for you?
1: I worked with you as a, you know, as a client (laughs) and boom, it just happened. (laughs) No, I mean, yes. I mean, a lot of it was that. I think I came to you all the time telling you like, these are the thoughts I'm having and you had me really unpack those thoughts. So some of the thoughts that I was having was I don't want to be mean i don't want to be mean by telling these people no i was thinking well if i say no am i not going to get more opportunities is like the universe somehow going to be like oh look at she's not grateful um so i was i was scared i was just really scared there was a part of me also just feeling like i'm not really sure can i really make money from one-on-one coaching only which was my preference it's what i wanted to do but i felt like all these other opportunities where people were like, here, we'll give you money if you do this. We'll give you money if you do this. And so part of what I had to trust was that I was gonna get money from doing one-on-one coaching, which is what I loved. And when I shared with you, what what did I wanna do? I wanna do one-on-one coaching and workshops. And so part of that was just, You know, those are just thoughts. And, you you know, coach me through that of noticing like these are just, you know, opportunities are going to keep coming your way. You can say no with grace. And I remember you even read me emails of how you turned down opportunities and I like copied it verbatim and I had it in my notes and I was just ready to respond (laughs) to people saying like, okay, no. Um, no, thank you. And so part of what I had to learn was like, thank you so much for for reaching out to me. It's an honor to you know, for you to want to collaborate with me. But at this time, I am busy, perhaps in the future, we can connect again. And so at this point, like, I have quarter one, I booked out in my mind back in November. Now, if people are trying to collaborate with me, we're looking at quarter three of this year. And it just came down to like, what's my capacity? What is a hell? Yes. That was another thing that we talked about in coaching. Yes. If it is a hell yes, then move forward. If it's just about the money, it's kind of like, get that scarcity thinking out of your head. Abundance is going to come your way and it could come your way through the things that you love doing, working one-on-one with clients.
0: Yeah. And I think that rule that you created, because you created that rule for yourself, you when, when I asked you, I'm like, okay, so what's going to be the filter? Like, what exactly are you going to know what to say yes or no to? And there was a couple little learning curves where you're like, I think this is a yes. And then you would say yes. And you're like, no, I should have said no, like, mm-hmm. you know, a couple emails after. But then you decided that like your rule was if it's not a hell yes, it's a no. And like, it became very clear. And even the hell yeses, you'll have to explore and see if it's a no or a yes, like depending on the the, you know, the opportunity. But I, I loved that about, and that was all you, right? Like you, you created that filter for yourself where you're like, okay, with these opportunities, I'm going to say no, or I'm going to, if it's a hell yes, I'm going to do it. And I'm going to figure out when, and I'm going to give myself the grace and time and not live in that scarcity mindset. Okay. So my next question for you, you is how did this change your business one. So like how did you, how did saying no to things, how did having a very clear boundary for yourself, how did that change your business? And then also how did it change you as a business owner, you as a person who has a very robust life outside of your business? How did that change for you, especially in your mind?
1: Yeah, I feel like the biggest thing is how it changed for me as a person, right? Because another thing I had to reflect on was this attachment to busyness that I had. This desire, like part of the reason why I was saying yes to a lot of things was because my body was really used to working a lot. Prior to being a financial coach, I was a teacher that was working like 12 hour days and my body, like on a physical level, struggled with having slower, slower days and the opportunity to have rest time. And that, 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 that sounds crazy, right? Because here I am, a financial coach, wanting people to work, um, you know, create a financial plan to retire early. So they're working because they want to, not because they have to. And I'm noticing in my own body, this addiction to work, like literally on a physical level it felt, it felt uncomfortable to not be working, And so once I noticed that, when I realized that, I was like, okay, well, let's just try to book a book of rest more, you know, have more downtime. So choosing to focus only on -on one-on-one coaching and the things that allow me to, you know, um, generate new leads and, you know, work with clients, focusing on that was a game changer. Because I remember when you said to me, like, just focus on, on your business and then just live. And there was a part of me that was like, okay, pero, what, what, what is that going to look like? You know, <laughs> I've been working since I was 16 years old. I have, you know, two children. If I'm not working, then I'm like decluttering, cleaning, organizing, picking up my kids after school, organizing like our social calendars. So this idea that I could build a business that allows me to have downtime, I, I had to reflect, okay, what else do I want to do besides helping people? You know, it's these identity shifts of I am more than just a, a, a servant to my family, a servant to my community, a helper. And, and what is that going to look like? So, deciding to focus one on one in coaching has really allowed me to, you know, explore new hobbies and figure out new interests. That's cool.
0: Yeah, it is so cool. And I love that you brought this up because this is something that I think, I don't know if it's a woman of color thing, a woman thing, but like this is something every single one of my clients, including me, and I will continue to learn how to not try to not only attachment to busyness, but not shame yourself for not being busy, right? Like I think it's so easy for us to be like, I should be doing this. I could be doing that. I could be doing that. Yeah, or you could just sit down and watch some fucking Netflix. Like you could do that too, especially if you already did your job today, right? And that used to be something very uncomfortable to me as well and something I still have to grow. One thing that I've learned in scaling my business where it is now is that it's almost like another level of that I have to grow into because as I ramp down my one-on-one coaching and I go into group. I'm going to have so much time on my hands. And that is incredibly uncomfortable because now for the first time, I like it's so easy to manage the things you need to do in your business when you have little pockets of time. And you're like, okay, I'll just get this done there. We have lots of an abundance of time. It feels really uncomfortable. So I feel like that attachment to busyness is a lesson that I've had to learn over and over, over again. And I've seen you – um. Kind of have to, like, explore that, too, and learn that, too. And also,
1: like, I want to – I always think – you know, I'm part of this decolonial collective, and something that I always think about is how we've been conditioned to be this way, right? Yes. So part of this is, like, we think about, like, colonization Mm -hmm. and how our ancestors, the messages they heard was, like, you know, ponte trabajar. You know, like, they were being forced to work. Yeah. Yes. So you hear a message so much, you continue to pass that out and it becomes a survival skill for so many, you know, black, indigenous people of color who've been under these systems of oppression. And so really our decision to rest, our decision to say, you know, I'm going to earn money passively by investing, or I'm going to earn money through like my business and, you know, a mi manera, it's really reclaiming all of that for our ancestors who didn't have that choice. And that helps me.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And it's also fucking uncomfortable because of that, right? Like the amount – and we've had these conversations of like the guilt you can feel mm-hmm. and the the privilege, like just having the privilege, right? Like it feels just incredibly uncomfortable sometimes. But like I think it, I, the way I see it for myself and the way I have to like literally tell myself this is that like it's only – like my mom didn't have the choices that I had, right? Like she literally gave me a whole bunch of privilege so I can go on and do more. And now like I don't have to work with my hands. I don't have to, I I could literally create whatever I want and make lots of money. And that's very uncomfortable for a lot of folks and not just us. I've seen it in a lot of my clients that like having Abundance can feel very uncomfortable when you have only seen your family work very hard for just the minimum. Um, it can be. And when you have those moments, mi
1: gente, when you are feeling that way, this is like a thought that I tell myself. I always tell myself, like, my wellness is essential to the collective. At the end of the day, the healthier healthier I am, the more well-rested I am, that really allows me to show up in right relation with Mm -hmm. everybody else and not come from a place of, you know, from guilt or like responsibility, but really from a place where I can give and give without expecting anything back.
0: Yes. I love that because we, so two things I actually want to talk about on this podcast that wasn't planned, but now that I'm with you, I'm like. Well, one, I have to ask you because I feel like all my clients will want me to ask you this, um, and and that's about content, which we'll just get into in a minute. Um, but the second piece that you kind of tapped into right now was um, charging high tickets. And the uncomfortableness that can come with that, and we literally have had many conversations, especially when we were first starting, because it was so uncomfortable for you to like charge something that felt very inaccessible. And I have this conversation a lot with my clients, and I've had, I've, y'all, I have this conversation with myself from time to time, over and over and over again, because I'm a person like. Anybody who works with me cares deeply about the people we serve, and we would do this work for free. And we, we have we done care. the work for free. We have done the work for free. Yeah, but we, we—it's just like the care we have. Like we really want to see our community elevated. Like the reason we even got into this was because of what we've experienced in our lives and wanting better. For like, I remember when I first started my podcast. It was because I sat on in a table with my tía and my mom and two of my cousins, and um, I remember my mom was telling them a story about how, of course, because she's like so proud how I like negotiated my salary. This was before I had my business, and my my two cousins, my they're my older cousins were so like they they just looked at me and like oh my god you're amazing and like that's you just have to have so many guts for that and la 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 and in my eyes I was like are you fucking kidding me like one of them is like this very prominent like church leader she's a leader in her community she's super badass my other cousin, like I have to me in my eyes they're so badass and like mm-hmm. don't I I'm just a person who asked like that's it and it I remember it pissed me off. And I'm like, why don't they see this in themselves? Like their power is just as great as mine, more probably, right? The colonial patriarchy. Yeah, it. <laughs> exactly. But racism, that is racism. what drove me to start this podcast because I'm like, they are not going to listen to Amy Porterfield and Jenna Kutcher. <laughs> like mm-hmm. they're not going to. I'm going to need to like teach someone business. Not that they wanted to do business, but like that is what drove me we all have our, like all my clients have their own thing of like what drove them, right? Like you wanted to talk money with people. Your people didn't want to talk money, at least your close friends and family, right? Mm-hmm. You're like, okay, I know there's people out there. I, I want to teach them what I know. You went out there and did it. Now, when you go to do that, <laughs> yeah, now to the real, now when you go out there, you don't want to charge these prices because you, what I've learned is a lot of people have a lot of thoughts about their community, a lot of a lot of conflict in their heart, right? Of having a business in this capitalist society Mm -hmm. and also wanting to serve deeply. Mm -hmm. I have obviously have a viewpoint on this. What was it like for you to be on the other side of the conversation with me when I was like, oh no, you need to like totally raise your prices, like not just, just to raise them and like, oh, just for fun, but like really to fuel your business with revenue so that one, you can learn how to not attach yourself to busyness anymore, two, literally learn how to honor yourself, like live a life while building a sustainable business that you you don't have resentment towards because you're not tired all the time. Um Tell us about how that conversation was for you or the conversations oh, we've had yeah. and what shifted in your mind.
1: I cried so much. I remember in those sessions crying so much and also like wanting to be like, Kat doesn't get it. And then at the same time being like, no, Kat does get it. You know that she gets it. She was raised by a single mom. You know, Kat also has dealt with financial struggles. Kat has also witnessed that. Cat, you know... Um, you know, Kat is a woman of color. So it was good. It was so good that I had you as my coach because if it was anybody else telling me, like, do it, I think I would have just been like, no, they don't understand what it's like to be, you know, a person of color dealing with the wage gap. (laughs) But I know you did. And so having you say that really made me think like, okay, what are the thoughts that I'm having? And I think for me, I just kept thinking about my mom as a single mom. Like, I would want to be able to coach someone like her. And I would think, would she be able to pay, you know, $3,000 to work with me? And my mind kept thinking about all the times that my mom struggled financially, times when, you know, she couldn't um, buy us milk on a credit card because the credit card was being declined. Yeah. And those were the thoughts that kept coming. Or, Or even like my friends who are single mothers and how they've struggled financially. And I've just been thinking like, well, they wouldn't be able to do it. But then I also started thinking about the ways that my mom and my friends spent a lot of money on the things that they did like. So like trips to Mexico, vacations, where they did feel comfortable dropping thousands of dollars. And when I allowed my mind to think about that, too, not just the times where, you know, money was a struggle, but also the times where they made the decision to invest in something that was going to bring them joy I started thinking, well, of course, someone's going to yeah. want to work with me, and they're going to pay, you know, three thousand dollars to work with me for six months because this is going to change their financial trajectory. And I mean, also like the the work that I do, it's like if you learn how to invest for yourself, then that decreases the expense ratios that you're paying a financial advisor, anyone else, and you keep more money in your pocket. And my clients, they also like work to increase their income so they could invest more. So, like literally, I always think, how do I? Do my will my clients make their money back in the time that we work together? And most of them do within three months. And I'm working with them for six months. Yeah. I'm like out here like thinking, actually, here I am giving everyone a really good deal.
0: The (laughs) group (laughs) on Yes. So God, I relate to this so much. Like when you were talking about that, I literally thought about my mom in like I wish she had a money coach. Like I remember look, my mom, raised by a single mom, she worked two main full-time jobs her whole life. And she, she, like on paper, she did what she was supposed to do. She got a job with a pension and she stayed as long as she could, right? I remember she worked for Wells Fargo and then she literally recently retired from um, the post office, right? And I remember in, I didn't know it at the time, but as an adult, she she would take risks with her money but only to give us things that she wanted to give us that were important to her so one specific example and i look back at it now especially as an adult who knows money and i get it i'm like why would you do that but in her head she she didn't she she, she didn't have she wasn't a money expert right so she i remember multiple times she well one she bought a house which was a really big deal the, early 2000s or late 90s or whatever, which was a big deal. She only did that because we lived in San Francisco and my sister was in middle school and two of her best friends got pregnant. And She's like, we're moving. You're not getting pregnant. Mm -hmm. And we moved to San Lorenzo anyways. But I remember my mom would, every time we needed money in a big way or she wanted money in a big way, she would refinance her house. Mm. And one time she refinanced our house to my buy- My the same, by the way. Yeah. I mean, I get it, right? Like, mm-hmm. I get it, of course. And I'm, you know, I'm glad she, she, so with the one, one time she refinanced, she bought me and my sister's cars and she bought us cars at an auction, which I still think is genius because she bought my car for $3,000 and it was a really decent car. And she bought my sister's for like around $3,000 and- Looking back at those moments, I'm like, that fucking money could have gone so much further if she worked with someone like Soledad. It's not that this money was an excess, like it's not that she can't come up with the money. Like Sabrina, one of my other clients, she was on my podcast before, Sabrina Castillo, she's a life and business coach. We've had this conversation too. And one thing she says, she has said that I love. She's like, when immigrants want something, when when women of color want something, when a Latina single mom wants something, one thing is for sure she makes it happen some way. Don't know all the ways, but she makes it happen. And I just think about those decisions and how powerful those, those type of decisions would have been made. She could work with someone like you, right? I mean, it's hard to find. Back then, it was much harder to find people like you. It's still hard for folks to find people like you, right? Um, And that's why it's so important the work you do and so many other money coaches and coaches in general. But like for the people listening to this, I just want you to know if you're struggling with seeing like, oh no, you don't understand, Kat. I want to help this community. They're already struggling. They're already having this really hard time paying for A, B, and C. I want you to ask yourself if one – are these 100% true? And like, do you actually know this about every freaking single human being who reaches out to you? That's one. And two, is it actually, could it be beneficial for them to just give them the opportunity to make a really powerful decision about their life on their own and just believe that they're smart enough and capable enough to figure it out if it is important to them? And look, Soledad and I, we're in the future. Fast forward, we're going to have a lot of accessible shit out there when we have businesses that can afford it. And like, it, it, the, this isn't the goal forever, but like, there is so much value in trusting your community and seeing them different. Like, I think society, the society that I grew up in at least, like, they, it paints a picture that Latinas are poor. We work in these type of jobs. And this is what we do. And that has a lot to do with the unlearning I have to do now. Like actually when I remember having this thought last year where I really had a, a an epiphany and I was like, the narrative is such bullshit that like latinas are this or that because i work with 20 women right now and all of them are latinas and they're fucking doctors and lawyers and and i remember the
1: podcast moms. episode
0: yeah it's what called women of the color, women invest, of color, in color themselves.
1: invest in themselves <laughs> and i
0: was like these women are powerful and this uh-huh. is the narrative we need to see and yeah. i will never ever look at anybody differently like ever like i don't when people are struggling in their life financially or whatever, I'm never going to look at them like, like, like I need to pity them. Like never, they are just in their journey. And I believe more in my, like, I don't know. I just have massive belief in my community. Okay. Also, now I'm just, people,
1: now am just talking. Always, People will always get the money to do, to get the results that they want. Right. So ultimately if through your, you, through your content, through your marketing, they be- they've they gained your trust, right? Because I think about you, Kat, I listened to your podcast for over a year and I could have started working with Kat, you know, in January. And I think at that time, your offer was like to work with you was like $3,000. And it wasn't the money that was keeping me back. It was the belief in myself. Like, am I really going to do this? Can I really make this decision? Yes. And then, you know, fast forward to October and I was like, $10,000, boom, here, take it. Because now I am committed to trying this. And again, at that time, I was like, just for a year, just try it for a year. And I remember even thinking, like, it could just be six months, Soledad. And, you know, but I had to just make that decision. And ultimately, it's like, it's not about money. It's not about money. We will always find the money to do the things that we want, that we believe are going to serve us. So at the end of the day, it's people making that decision for themselves. And then the money becomes secondary. I have clients right now. I have people reaching out to me right now who say to me, like, I'm saving money to work with you. And I'm like, good. I keep reading my newsletter. Keep watching my videos on LinkedIn. Follow my stories. And maybe you're not even going to need to work with me one-on-one. Yeah. You're going to continue doing the work, in, you know, right now.
0: A hundred percent. Like, if you take all of my content and you take all of this, which this is a good little transition. um, But if you really take everything from the content, there's so much you can do on your own, like so much. And that's why I don't also feel bad charging the prices I do. One, because I'm one person, right? Like I don't have a business with like tons of resources yet. Um, But secondly, I know how much I give. Like I, I know I give a lot, like all the time and there's plenty of it to go around. So I also feel unapologetic about it. But let's talk about content because I know I know a thousand and ten percent that if I don't talk to you about content, all my clients are going to be mad at me because (laughs) they all love your content and everyone loves Soledad and her page (laughs) and like what she does. Trust me, they like bring it up on coaching calls, but Soledad just looks so natural. But Soledad does reels. And I'm like, oh my God, you guys. (laughs) Oh, that's so funny. (laughs) Literally, clients. Well, so that just does a lot of reels. So should I, and I'm like, yeah. So that and I talked about this, okay? <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: uh-huh. but, and that's really good because that's <laughs> like, I'll just say it right now. For yeah. anyone who's looking at my stuff, what Kat has helped me um, do is really determine what works for me. What's simple for me? What's mm. easy for me? And I love reels because they're really simple for me. I will... Get, do my hair put on my makeup one day and challenge myself always to make 40 reels in 40 minutes. Do I ever make that many? No, but that's just the thinking that I have like just go just go just go and it makes me laugh to see me 35 years old, my kids watching me like maybe like <laughs> dancing, getting on top of stuff, following myself with a phone and I'm like, hurry, I gotta do this real quick real quick. It makes <laughs> me laugh so much. I think it's so funny. I, so I like
0: it. <laughs> I love it. But like here's the thing, y'all, you need to understand this works for Soledad because she likes doing reels, okay? And everyone
1: or else, me. like I look at the stuff they do, right? I yeah, look at yeah, other yeah. people and I'm like, oh my God, look at them. They do IG live stories. Oh, look yeah. at those carousel posts. I shouldn't be doing reels. Look at that. That's so much yeah. more valuable. You know, I can have those thoughts too. Yeah. And then I just have to remember, ultimately, I have to do stuff that's going to be fun and sustainable for me. Yeah, And what allows me to show up repeatedly for me, my, my
0: people. Mm-hmm.
1: Is, and it gives you space yeah. in your mind.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, because 40 reels in 40 minutes sounds like torture to me. I would, (laughs) one reel is torture to me. And when you're like, I want to do, I remember you were like, I want to do a reel every single day of this month. I think it was January or something. And I was like, okay, (laughs) like that sounds horrible to me, but like, if that sounds fun and it was fun to you. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I also want to mention one thing. So the way I like teach marketing is like exactly what Soledad said. You have to find out what feels simple to you and literally trust yourself enough to know that's enough like for you, right? And and that's really the work. And I did the same for myself. IG lives feel very easy for me, especially when I was starting my business. Like IG lives were just very easy. So like I did a whole bunch of them because they felt easy to me. It felt like I didn't have to think. I just jot a couple notes. But I also want to mention, I also want to mention that when you simplify your marketing and just decide to focus on whatever it is feels easy to you, it frees up space in your mind to think about what other new ways you can you can market your business and give more value in. And I've seen it with you, Soledad, that like you really doubled down on your email list. And have found joy in it. But it so was because you also allowed yourself to just be like, okay, I don't have to do this type of post all the time. Okay, cool. And like you didn't have all this pressure on yourself. And what ha- it happened was you found exactly what you like to do that makes it that makes marketing fun and simple. And then also you get to give heavily in this way because you, you could find the energy for it now.
1: 100%.
0: And I love that.
1: Yeah, I just want to tell everybody this is just because this might help, right? Um, my reels, again, I film a bunch of reels on one day when I take a shower and wash my hair. Like that's gonna happen once a week. It's not gonna happen on a daily when that one time I put on makeup, that's when I'm in front of the camera. And then later on, I just make it into like personal finance information and I'll be on my treadmill walking and writing the caption. And I think of the conversations I have with my clients. And then I'm like, oh, that one could be for that one. That one could be for that one. And so it's 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 simple. And I just think everyone who's listening, figure out what, what comes easy to you because that's going to allow you to just show up, you know, uh, consistently.
0: Yeah. Let me ask you one more question um, and then we'll wrap up. Last question is how – well, actually two questions. Um, how do you – What helps you show up as yourself, like your full self in your content? What helped you get there? Mm -hmm.
1: So before I had Wells Para Todos, I had Solo Sonrisas, I think like underscore two. And I used to do these Mayus. They were like prayers that I had really for myself. So it was like, you know, um, let me look it up because they're, they're good. And, and when I was doing that, um, that was my first experience of really just showing up completely as myself online and hearing like family and friend feedback about it. So yeah, it's called solo son, 2.0. And like these may use are like, may you strengthen your core may you accept help and compliments may you be blessed with streaming passwords oh that's funny because i wanted people to like share their disney plus with me and so all these (laughs) (laughs) quotes yeah Uh, may you have an open heart and open mind and i would talk about all these things that i was hoping for myself and putting them out there online and i was doing these like i think i would do like three of them a day because i would journal and then create these posts and that's when i first like, I remember my family being like, oh, I'm sick and tired of these. And then I'd be like, okay, then unfollow. Um, yeah. You know, or like my friends, like, you know, it was like not everyone liked them. And I was creating it for myself. I was like, yeah. you know what? This is just a message. And I was just yeah. really practicing being myself. Yeah. And by the time Lo Para Todos came along, I just knew like I wanted to talk dinero. Who's going to talk dinero conmigo? I was really looking for my people. Who are gonna be my people? People who are attracted for who I really am. So if I show up in a way that's not truly me, then I'm gonna get people that I don't really want to hang out with. (laughs) So ultimately I was just like, I just have to be myself. And I remember being anonymous for a while. And that's really popular in the personal finance space to be anonymous when you create talk dinero. And I remember thinking, no, I want to talk dinero sin vergüenza, so I'm gonna show my face too. And that was like a it was a shift for my family. Um, there's always conversations with my husband about like how much I share and yeah. I'm always willing to share so much because I love the conversations that I get to have with people. So it's really yeah. about, you know, giving- so you got to
0: practice y'all. You just have to show up and literally practice being yourself. And I, I, I have a similar story. I was a blogger. I, there was so much practice I got that by the time it came to my business, I was just able to like really show up as myself. Um, okay. All of this we heard about your story. Do you mind sharing how much you've grown in terms of like the revenue in your business? So you made 30k ish in your from January to September in your business um, since we've started working together, not taking any credit by the way, this isn't me. this is like all her work but like how how has your business grown since focusing on your business and your revenue and like really keeping things simple?
1: Well, this quarter, this is where I'm at this quarter. So this is not the first, this is not, you know, November and December of last year. But just this yeah. quarter, I've already made $38,800. So from Hell January to God. March 14th.
0: So yeah. exciting. And it has to at least be.
1: And it's been some one-on-one coaching, which is the best part. Yeah, right? like it's That's just your people. So, happy about. so it's
0: been like over 40K. Over, It's been over 40K. Because you did 12K in October. Oh, Mm -hmm. Oh my God. You're incredible. You're amazing. And the work you do is so important. I really wish everybody – I I just – I'm so excited about where your business goes because I know your heart and I know you. And, like, I don't know. I'm just – I'm really excited for Wealth para Todos and you. Okay. Tell people where to find you, how to, like, consume all your content and learn everything money.
1: Okay. Okay. Yes, everything money. Let's talk dinero, mi gente. Um, on Instagram, I am at wealth para todos. I have a website, www.wealthparatodos.com, where you could read previous newsletters. You have to get on my my email list. Every Saturday, I send out an email. Some of them are like love letters, just you know, words of encouragement of how we continue to be on this path to early retirement. And then I also have this series called Soledad that says where I take questions that people send me um via DMs and I answer them in depth. I'm also on LinkedIn. I am a LinkedIn creator um, over there. So yeah, Instagram, LinkedIn, and my newsletter are are the main ways right now.
0: Thank you so much, Soledad. I appreciate you. I love you. I'm so grateful for you and you guys go follow her on Instagram Oh no! first, then sign up for all. She does a lot. She gives so much value or workshops and things like that. So just make sure you stay in the know. Thank you.
1: Thank you so much,
0: Kat. Hey, amiga. If you are not on my email list, you are missing out on some juicy content. I share sales and marketing tips every single week. Plus, you're the first to know about new freebies, webinars, and all the other things fun happening. To get on the list, sign up for my free training, How to Sell Out Four-Figure Offers. This training will also shift your mindset around what it really takes to book out your coaching business. So sign up in the show notes or on my website, katdalkarman.com to be added to the email list. I will see you next time.